What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the All Punked Up Podcast. I'm Tyler Winters. I'm riding solo this week, but today we are continuing on with the spooky season theme. And what better way to continue on by talking about the band that brings the spooky vibes, My Chemical Romance. I'm sure the diehard MCR fans have already heard about this one, but I came across this story recently that said My Chemical Romance recorded their highly successful The Black Parade album in a haunted mansion called The Paramore. And they all, all the members, apparently had some really creepy and messed up experiences while they were there. And they were so messed up that the band had to actually move out before the end date of their reservation. So, uh, And they'd end up recording the rest of the album at another studio instead. So I think before we begin to talk about the experiences the band had at the Haunted Mansion, we should quickly talk about the Black Parade album for those who might be unfamiliar. This album was, without a doubt, My Chemical Romance's most popular and most successful album to date. The album was released back in 2006. Uh, it was the follow-up to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and was the band's third studio album. The Black Parade album is home to classic songs like Teenagers, Welcome to the Black Parade, and Famous Last Words. Uh, I'd go as far to say that I guarantee you've heard at least one of those songs before. You just couldn't escape MCR tunes back in 2006. The album was released via Reprise Records and was produced by the band with Rob Cavallo, who is known for having produced multiple albums for the Goo Goo Dolls and Green Day. Ironically, it's said that this album is a rock opera centering on a dying character known as The Patient. The album tells a story of his apparent death, experiences in the afterlife, and subsequent reflections on his life. Just interesting how the album centers around the afterlife, and it happened to be recorded in a haunted mansion filled with afterlife ghost happenings, which we will definitely get into. But yes, this album has gone on to go three times platinum. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, and it was also nominated for a Grammy. So it's regarded as a very important album to the catalog of My Chemical Romance, but also to the scene that we all know and love. It is also the band's only studio album to feature drummer Bob Breyer before his departure in 2010, which we'll get into Bob's first-person experiences in this house a little bit later. So yeah, that's the rundown of the album. So, okay, so let's talk about the Paramore Mansion, which was the place My Chemical Romance rented out in order to record their upcoming third album, The Black Parade. There is a really deep-rooted history when it comes to talking about this, uh, what some call Haunted Mansion. It's actually a very famous and popular location and also saw Papa Roach record one of their albums there as well. But for starters, from what I could find, it looks like it's actually known as the Paramore Estate. Its official title was or is the Canfield Moreno Estate. It's a historic residence and estate located in the Silver Lake District of Los Angeles, California. It's a 22,000 square foot mansion, and it was built in 1923. It was originally occupied by silent film star Antonio Moreno and his wife and oil heiress Daisy Canfield Moreno, who was the daughter of pioneer oilman Charles A. Canfield. This is of course, how it received the Canfield Moreno estate name. 
It was known for having lavish Sunday afternoon parties for members of high society and silent screen notables at the time and would be known as the most beautiful home in Hollywood. So how did the mansion itself become haunted? Well, I'm glad you asked. In 1933, Daisy, one of the occupants, died in a car accident after her chauffeur-driven car plunged off Mulholland Drive while en route home from a party. And it's believed that her husband buried her remains on the property of the estate and that her spirit has haunted the place ever since. So since 1933, the 22-room estate has seen many incarnations. In 1950, it became a convent for Franciscan nuns. And in the 70s, 1970s, the Franciscan nuns ran a home for girls at the estate. So at this point, we have some religious history to go along with the tragic story of one of the owners dying and being buried on the property. So already, this is a recipe, if you will, for a haunted story, right? So in 1998, the property was sold and named the Paramore Estate. In 2021, it was listed for $40 million. I'm not sure if it's still for sale or not. Not sure I'd want to actually purchase this place uh, if it's as haunted as it seems either. But the Paramore Estate would go on to become an even more prominent location in Hollywood, as there would be many films recorded there, including Scream 3. And to really start the story of My Chemical Romance members' experiences at this mansion while recording their album, and to sort of, you know, build this story up. Songfax writes that Dana Hollister was the buyer of the property back in 1998, and she turned it into an event space. And as I mentioned previously, Papa Roach would go on to record an album at the estate a little bit later, back in 2006. So Songfax goes on to say, Hollister was open with Papa Roach when the Rockers decided to record there in 2006. She warned them of its haunted reputation, but the band credited the house's vibe for actually boosting their creative energy. Frontman of Papa Roach, Jacoby Shaddix, said, We set up our equipment in the place, and there was a constant flow of creativity and ideas. I think it had a massive influence on our sound and writing and the whole attitude behind the record. That same year, in 2006, is when My Chemical Romance got their turn to record their album at the mansion. And like Papa Roach, the band said that the Paramore Estate did, in fact, contribute to the album's atmosphere, but mostly because the house nearly drove them mad, with frontman Gerard Way saying, It felt like something was coming after us. Every time we turned a corner, it was staring at us. We just couldn't escape it. So, My Chemical Romance rents this place out in 2006. And according to an interview with Alt Press, because the Paramore Mansion was known to be haunted, the band thought this would actually set the perfect mood to produce the chilling record that would be the Black Parade. However, they soon weren't too sure about their initial judgment, and their excitement would turn to fear. So this would wind up being one of the darkest times in MCR history. Bassist Mikey Way was reportedly dealing with a major depressive disorder at this time, and being in the Haunted Mansion ended up not helping matters whatsoever. Um, I found this post at 
UnleashTheBats.com that describes the story of MCR's days at the Paramore very well. It says this, While for many bands, writing and recording in a haunted mansion would add a cool factor. For My Chemical Romance, that experience nearly killed them. The atmosphere was very intense and very edgy, and the band put a lot of pressure on themselves. While there, Mikey had a breakdown. He had been having problems with severe anxiety ever since the band's last tour, which eventually developed into full-blown depression. Mikey started to withdraw from things, limiting his world to playing shows and staying on the bus between concerts. Some of the biggest shows of his career passed straight by him. Mikey became angry at himself and started to doubt his musical ability and role in the band. By the time the band started work at the Paramore, Mikey was at an emotional low. He started to feel as though he only had two options. Unfortunately, those options were to leave the band or to leave the world altogether. So clearly, Mikey was not okay, and he was dealing with a ton at this time. And during this time, he started to drink and he started to take pills. His condition was only worsened by the fact that the Paramore had no phone reception, it had no TV, and it had no heating. And he ultimately just felt confined. And the recording schedule uh, that My Chemical Romance made for themselves was really brutal, very taxing, and it started to just take a toll on him. Mikey was quoted with saying, When we arrived in Los Angeles, we moved into an extremely haunted mansion called the Paramore. This house had a huge history of odd and mysterious things occurring inside. Some of us laughed it off. I, however, found this house super frightening. As luck would have it, I would wind up in the scariest and later found from past residents the most haunted room. To add to it, there was a single blue light bulb hanging from the ceiling that didn't provide much light, just an eerie glow. Dogs barking at thin air, doors slamming in front of people, which Frankie and Gerard saw, and bathtubs filling with water when no one was home, which happened to Bob Breyer, the band's drummer at the time. Alt Press writes, Mikey Way stayed in the estate's most haunted room, the atmosphere of which only exacerbated his inner turmoil, which led to him first sleeping on the floor of Gerard's room, then to his leaving the mansion entirely to seek help. So, like I said before, all of the members had experiences here. So that was Mikey Way's uh, experience. But what about Bob Breyer? When asked by Alt Press about his best and worst memories of his time at the Paramore, and if he had felt any bad vibes there, drummer Bob Breyer said this, and it's quite a long quote, but here it is. The Paramore was interesting, to say the least. The house is a perfect place for a band to write and record. Everyone had their own bedroom if they needed to get away. And then there's a giant ballroom where we all get together with tons of gear to play with. I believe it's very beneficial to be able to try something or record an idea as soon as it pops into your brain. I remember multiple times when I would have someone knocking on my bedroom door at at 4 or 5 a.m. asking me to come out to the ballroom and play a beat behind this idea they just came up with while laying in bed. If we had to wait until the next day to try that new idea, we risked losing the specialness or the whole idea completely. Every morning, 
we would have family breakfast and talk about what we wanted to work on that day. On the other hand, the paramour was fucking creepy. There are four bedrooms upstairs and one downstairs. I remember having five crumbled up pieces of paper lying in a pile on one of the beds on our very first night. Each paper had a number, one through five. Each bedroom was also numbered one through five. When I grabbed my paper and looked, I saw the number one. I got the downstairs room. I accepted that it was going to be just the ghost and I every night in a different part of the house for a while. There are tons of stories about hauntings and general creepy things that have happened there. I can't remember which actor it was, but one of the actors from the TV show Friends was in the room that Frank Iero lived in months before we arrived. I've been told by many people he ran out of that room crying and screaming and never returned. Something was in that room. I remember walking into Ray Toro's room one day and seeing him visibly shaken with a toothbrush in his mouth. I asked him what was wrong, and he said he was 100% positive he saw a lady in a white dress walk down the hallway. A very strange thing for me was the clawfoot bathtub in my bathroom. I take showers. I don't mess with baths. I was also told not to use that bathtub because it didn't work anyway. There were at least five times where I went into the bathroom and there was water around the very edges of the tub. There was no possible explanation for it, so I just ignored it and moved on. One other fun story was when I had a friend come visit me. As soon as we pulled through the gates, she said, I know this place. It took her a minute, but then realized it's where one of the Scream movies and one of the Halloween movies were filmed. We went and rented the movies and watched them in my creepy room. Watching a movie where a killer is walking through the room that we were currently sitting in was very weird. I'll never forget the scene in Halloween where Michael Myers goes over the railing and falls into a classroom. That classroom was the ballroom where we were riding. I can't recall any specific things that I experienced, but I was still creeped out daily. I don't know why, but they made the worst decision ever and put the washer and dryer in the basement down a creepy hallway then through a small door. That was probably my most nervous time. I remember I would constantly be spinning to keep my eyes on everything. When I got close to the end of the hallway, I would just run for the stairs to get out of there. A bit of comfort for me were the dogs roaming the property. If you felt sketchy going somewhere, you could bribe one of the dogs to come with you with a little treat. I also had one little pup friend that liked to sleep on my bed, so I wasn't alone. Overall, I think the creepiness in the history made the Paramore a great place to write and demo. The setup was perfect, and the spookiness added a whole new element. Full disclosure, we did bail and move to apartments a few months early because that place eventually became far too creepy to get any work done. So again, the, the band actually left a few months earlier than what they had scheduled for because this place was just too creepy. Uh, also. You know, what about Gerard Way? He said that the band's song Sleep was inspired by the haunting events that took place in the mansion. According to Song Facts, this song features recordings of the lead vocalist's experience with night terrors and horrific dreams, which he believes were actually invoked by the haunted mansion they recorded the Black Parade in. Way would describe the night terrors as a feeling of being strangled and says he couldn't wake up or move. So, 
After all of the events that took place in the Haunted Mansion, the band decided to leave early and finish up the recordings at another studio. The album, of course, went on to be very successful for the band, but the story of the hauntings didn't necessarily stop at the house. Uh, There are actually theories out there that the band had been actually cursed by the house afterwards. Alt Press says, During the album cycle for the Black Parade, so many misfortunes happened to the band that fans started to refer to them as byproducts of the Black Parade curse. It became so widely known that eventually MCR even made t-shirts about it uh, that read, I survived the Black Parade, and it became the theme of mid-2008. So here are some of those misfortunes that happened to the band as reported by Alt Press. So during the filming of the famous Last Words video, uh, two members of the band were actually seriously injured. First, guitarist Frank Iero decided to jump on Gerard Way, knocking him over and resulting in Way tearing ligaments in his ankle. And fun fact here, after having had a medic inspect the injury on set, it was decided that Gerard should put his boot back on before his ankle swelled too much to fit back into it and continue performing. So when you see Gerard wobbling about in that video or screaming on the ground, you're actually seeing him in real pain. Uh, Also on that same video, during the final shot where you see the float burning to a crisp, uh, flames started to reach drummer Bob Breyer's leg. Uh, Him knowing it was the last take and that they needed to finish it, Briar remained behind his kit. And by doing so, he let his leg burn to the end of the song. And then that's when he ran away. And so staying behind the kit so long led to second and third degree burns that eventually became infected and resulted in gangrene. Um, Another curse uh, event uh, was drum... Drummer Bob Breyer ended up having wrist issues while on tour for the album, uh, which then led to the band having to cancel a few dates. And this ultimately ended up leading to Breyer's departure from the group. Also, at one point on tour, the band and crew suffered from food poisoning, uh, which resulted in the cancellation of six shows. So maybe being at the Haunted Mansion, maybe, maybe they took a little of that voodoo with them it's so it's believed that the curse ended after a gig at madison square garden back in 2008 so after touring the album for two years non-stop the band had grown tired exhausted and they just weren't having any more fun so it was decided that the band should put an end to the black parade alter egos that they created and it was then that finally the curse was broken All right, guys, that's all I have for the story of My Chemical Romance's haunting experiences at the Paramore Estate. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Do you believe in this stuff? Do you know more of what happened here? If so, make sure to tag us on all socials at All Punked Up so we can see your comments and we can reply to you and start that conversation. But hey, that'll do it for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And if you did, it'd be so awesome if you could help support us by following this podcast in whatever app it is you use to listen to your favorite podcast. Hitting that follow or subscribe button really does help us out and it lets us know that you love what we're doing. And if you're loving what you're hearing from us week after week, head on over to Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen and drop a review because not only does that 
let us know what you think, but it also lets others know that you recommend this podcast too. And don't forget to please tell your friends and spread the word because that is the best way you can help us grow and reach more people just like you. And in the end, that is our ultimate goal. So with that, thanks again, guys. And remember, spread love. Peace.